Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Chiwo. Chiwo. Hello? Chiwo, you there? Hello, can anybody hear me? Hello? Yeah, can you hear me now? I can, yeah, but you sound like you're real far away. Now how about now? Huh? How about now? Yeah, much better. It says that we're, all, that we're, we're active and, and recording. Well, now it is. I don't know how, but yeah, we are now. Um, Was it tied into my phone? I don't know. It probably was. I what are I don't I don't know what your name is, but on here, but um, I'm I'm supposedly legal deception. Then I see my name on here as well, so I don't know what's going on. I I have to get used to this. I'm not used to using this um new program. So um, well, everybody, welcome to the call. It's been a long time. Um, I wasn't really going to do a call today. Uh, basically, I've been too busy and booked to be able to get on here and do a call. But since we're here, I think there were a couple of you that wanted me to do the call because you had questions. I guess you're having a situation with some, uh, I don't know with who, but whoever was the one that told me earlier that was having a situation, you want to tell me what the situation was that you were having? Hello. I think he and you are the only ones on here. No, there's other people on here. I just don't know um uh if they they're not muted. I mean wait, let me see, it says tap. Okay, can you guys hear me now? I'm unmuting you because it says they were muted. Hello? Well, anyways, I don't know what's going on here. Um, oh, they're saying that they can hear me this time. Well, a lot's been going on. I mean, um, I've been looking up a lot of court cases going into the, the – I've been reading off of the Chancery book. Um, basically, 
in ancient medieval times, when you're going through chancery, you're actually taking uh, your bets against the devil himself. Because this court system isn't what people think it is. Um, Southern, do you want to tell them about the courts and how they don't, the, the real civil courts were taken away? Uh, I've been doing a lot of research into what happened here about the Civil War. Um, I've talked several times about a court case called Ex parte Milligan. Mm -hmm. Ex parte Milligan, uh, they tried this gentleman in a military court, mm -hmm. and the Supreme Court ruled that they could not try civilians in a military court. This is why I believe Reconstruction really happened, because all the federal courts basically are military in nature, because the Constitution is a military construct document. I know a lot of people want to think, oh, well, I got constitutional rights. Well, people, you better go read Article 1, Section 8 very carefully. They basically only, only have uh, the ability to make war. It's about the size of it. Yeah, but, well, uh, I was um, looking up some stuff, too, about, um, you know, the biblically speaking. A lot of people want me to talk to them biblically speaking. Can you hear me now? A little bit better. I don't know if anybody can hear me. It's just that we have a bad connection, and I'm really new, and I'm going to get better with this talk to you as we keep coming back. I, I came back because um, some people had asked me to explain to them what's going on biblically. Well, biblically speaking... Um, that Bible is really all about commerce and how um, this uh, Vatican Church in Rome took over everything. And um, when you talk about being a private citizen, I'm reading something um, about the private American citizen. And um, not, it's, yeah, you got to call yourself a private American citizen. And I believe I put out one day a Wikipedia where it shows Einstein, you know, when he did his um, naturalization, he was registered as an American citizen. And the states weren't really states, they were called districts. So um, I was talking today, people, I guess you guys thought I, I died and kicked the bucket, but I was pretty sick. So I, I but I'm still, you know, pestering people. And I got two, two senators' office. And I just got their form, Southern, that I have to fill out. Yeah. That uh, I asked them the question about the birth certificate. <laughs> and she tried, you know, one of them tried to tell me, yeah, it's just evidence that you were born alive. And, and that's what's on the record. And I said, no, it's not. That's not what's on the record. I've been told by vital statistics that that is not what a birth certificate is. It's to record an event. And I told them, you know what that event is, is that you stole our footprints and you stole our names and you then you come back and you try to sell it to us. And um, I was reading something about, I'm reading this old book about the courthouse, you know, and it's talking about there's one way that the courts will hear your case. You know, even though you have a birth certificate, it says... Um, 
that you purchased something for value without notice. You know, like you were not given disclosure of what you were really buying. And I'm thinking there's only one thing this person's got to be talking about is a birth certificate. Everybody purchases a birth certificate, but if you've noticed, it doesn't come with any paperwork. It's supposed to be a legal instrument, right? It's supposed to be a valuable legal instrument. But it never tells you how to use it. You're walking around with this birth certificate in your purse, you know, or in your in your files, in your car. I don't care where you have it, but there's no instructions to it. You get one, <laughs> you keep it. You know what? You don't even know what it's for. So I asked two offices, listen to this. I called the state of Indiana today. <laughs> this is so funny because... She said, um, what is your zip code? And I gave her the zip code to the hospital where I was born. And she said, oh, you know what? I, let me see if you're really, if I'm supposed to be assisting you. What is your address? I gave her the address to where I was born. She said, um, this is a hospital. <laughs> I said, yeah, that's where I was born. You needed an address. I'm still located there. I never did a change of address. <laughs> and um, <laughs> she did not say anything. And I said, and I have some questions for you about the birth certificate. And I explained it to her, and she said, okay, when the senator comes in, you know, I'll try to, I go, no, do you really think he's going to answer my question? She said, yeah, he has to answer your question. So I got two forms, one here local here in Texas, and one is going to be in my state of birth. I'm putting them in. And I'm going to ask some questions. And I told her, listen, I don't want to hear no more stories about being born alive. This is a tool. There is a red number on it. It's a tracking number. It is to be deposited in different places. And you're supposed to know what I did with it as a creditor. I need you to explain to me how to use this thing. And so she said, all right, fill out, my, fill out this form so we can assist you with that. So I'm going to fill it out today. I'm going to turn both of them in tomorrow to see what they're going to reply to me. And I'm going to tell them, you know, to please reply as soon as possible. I'm going to give seven days to reply. So, you know, I'm with that because it's a tool and it's for your use. And, you know, I'm telling her, and, and, it, and it came with no instructions and I need you to give me instructions now. What do you think about that, Southern? I think that's pretty good. I'll give you some advice. Mm-hmm. And don't ask me where I got this because I'm not going to tell you. Do okay. You know do you know what an infrared light is? Yep. You might want to get one. You might want to wave it over that birth certificate. Be sitting down. With an infrared light? Yes. Okay, okay. Somebody I know oh. did that. And uh, he found some interesting stuff on there. Oh, really? Well, I'll be more than happy yeah. to get. Uh, I'm more than you happy to get one. You can't see it with a regular with a regular light and with your naked eye, but you can see it under infrared. Okay. Well, how about this? Um, I don't know about you people or you folks out there trying to do your taxes, your tax returns, but. 
I've been doing tax returns for over 19 years. And one of our, someone I know, they got their tax return. It, it was taken, you know, by the government. And it said it was for student loans. And there's a problem with that because um, when we called the number, you know, people, I'm going to tell you something. I told you to make sure you make 2019 the year that you read everything between the lines, okay? That is very important because I just found out something about this stuff where they intercept your tax returns. And it says they can do it for child support, student loans, some other kind of debts that you owe to the government. And it says and other agencies. So the first thing you do is you call this number, and I put the number online, and it says, please enter your Social Security number. And um, that way we can route your call to the correct agent. Okay? So you put in your social, and you're really – you're calling the U.S. Department of Education, but guess what? It reroutes you to a third-party debt collector. So I waited for 45 minutes the first day, and I said, hey, um, the wages were garnished, and here's the account number. I need to know what's going on. And guess what? It, it was saying, you know, you're supposed to wait for a letter to come in from the Bureau of Fiscal Services. So, you know, it's so funny. The letter came in the very day we were making the phone call, and there's no amount due. It just shows that this person's um, income tax was intercepted. So I called the Bureau to ask, because I'm the one who did their tax, and they're telling me that they don't – all it says is that they're to intercept it, but they don't – and it's going to go to the U.S. Department of Education. So I said, yeah, well, what is the amount due? Uh, we don't see any amounts due or anything. We just, I said, so how are you taking someone's uh, income tax and you are intercepting it and you're telling me that there's no amount due showing on the computer? They were like, I don't know. We only do what the computer tells us to do. Let me tell you something, people. When people tell you that they're only doing what the computer tells them to do, we got a problem. <laughs> okay. Those people are idiots. Well, here's another problem. Another thing they said was, we can do that because the federal law says we are allowed to do that. And I said, really, what federal law is that? And does it pertain to your department and agency? And um, I said, and, and I want to ask you something real clearly. What is the name of your agency? And they were called the Credit Adjustment Bureau. It, uh, it, they're called Credit Adjustments, Inc. So I said to the lady, you are not the U.S. Department of Education. And she says, no, we aren't. I said, so why is the U.S. Department of Education giving you information about private accounts of people that supposedly or you're alleging they took a loan out with them and they're coming after the people and garnishing their wages. But when you call the number, it reroutes you to a third-party debt collector. She says, well, um, we are contracted by them, so we're, we're under their umbrella. And I said, you're not under anybody's umbrella. When I look up your company, it does not say U.S. Department of Education. So you're a third-party debt collector. You're not supposed to be going into people's 
private social security accounts or their treasury accounts. So um, I called the number for some other people that I did their taxes as well. And it, they were worried too because, you know, they they know that someone's going to come after them for a debt. And when I called it in, it said there was no debts pending. I said, ah, but I'm going to make sure there's no debts pending. So I take them to the Social Security office. And I said, I want you to write a note. And, you know, the note says, you are not to go into my treasury Social Security account or treasury account. And I said, and here's a copy. Make a copy of these DBAs, and you need to forward that to the treasury. And you tell them no one is allowed to go into that account. Nobody. And um, say, that is my account, and I'm telling you, you're supposed to be the ones taking care of the account, you're in administration, and I said no. And guess what? That person got their income tax because um, they owe money too. And it, when I put, the, you know, the DBAs, I told them you got to scan these in, you got to put it in the computer that I gave you two DBAs with this individual's name on it so you don't touch their account. And the lady said, okay. But I don't know how, I don't understand this. I said, just do what I tell you to do. Give it to your general counsel or whoever the court is that's working on this case. And um, this means that I'm, I'm asking, I'm demanding an estoppel. No one's going to that account. People, you're going to have to do something to secure your account, to keep people from going in there. You need to really find out if there's a child support coming after you or someone else is coming after you. Because when I looked up some of these agencies, they were lying through their teeth, telling me that they're the U.S. Department of Education. And I said, I looked you up. You're not, you're not the U.S. Department of Education. And then I called the Secretary of State, and I gave them the name of the two companies. As a matter of fact, the good part was that they're located here in Texas. So I gave them the two names that they said that they go by, and they said, yes, we've been getting lots of complaints about them intercepting people's incomes, and they are a third-party creditor, uh, like debt collector. And so today I went back on to see what they would do. I didn't give them any Social Security number. I kept pressing zero and pound. And finally, I had to wait 45 minutes because I wouldn't put in a social. And the guy says, I need your Social Security number. I said, no, I don't want to give you my Social Security number. Here's an account number that the Bureau um, of Fiscal Services gave me saying that this is where you took someone's money and um, you took it under this account number. So they go to look it up and they tell me, this is an inactive account. There's no account here. I said, so why, where did this money go to? People, they are intercepting your money, your funds, your livelihood, and they have nothing to show where this money actually went to, where did these transactions go to. We have to stop them from doing this. And that really bothers me to see that they are getting away with doing this and we have to do something about it. You've got to listen very carefully and you pay attention when you call these numbers, and it'll say, please enter your social. Don't enter a social. Hit zero. 
ask them who they are. They're going to try to get you to give them the social. And I said, no. Do you not remember the recording says that this is an attempt to collect a debt and everything that I furnish you uh, shall be used for that purpose. I'm not trying to give you anything. I need to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm asking you the question. Who are you? What's your address? Uh, what is the proper name of your agency? Where's your registered agent? Find out who the registered agent is. That's who you're going to send your demand letters to get information under the Freedom of Infor Information Act. But for all, you know, you people out there that have, you know, child support problems, you have um, tax problems, you have to really find out who you're speaking to because according to the state of Texas, these two people that they lie, they even have their name on the paper and it says uh, something recovery, national recovery, and their name is under the um, U.S. Department of Education, but they're not. They are a third party. Um, Why, baby? Predator. Well, them Jews? So, um, <laughs> hey, you can give me some juice. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, she will feel that was needed. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Uh, some people said they have some questions on here. I don't know if anybody, you know, if you guys can hear me. You, you can unmute yourself. Um, who is it that had, I think it was Roger. Are you on here, Roger? Roger, are you on here today? Well, I'm not sure, but I had somebody tell me earlier they wanted to do the call, that they had some questions, and um, I told them that I would only do it because you want. he has a bunch of questions, and I said, okay, well, if you come on, then, you know, you can ask your questions. But I wanted to read something to you that I'm reading right now because it's really important. But it's called Agency and Trust, okay, for payment of debts under private arrangement. And it's from 1868, okay? And it's talking about instruments. And it says, um, uh, instruments so frequently made by debtors for discharging their debts, exclusive of those laws and any other statutes, by way of mere private arrangement, either independent of or between them and their creditors, subject to the statutory rights in case of bankruptcy or insolvency and other statutory remedies every debtor has, according to the law of this country, a perfect right to deal with his property in any mode which he may think best provided he acts honestly in the disposal of it. He may dispose of it in favor of all or of any one or more of his creditors. And the law does not interfere with his power and right to do so if it be exercised bona fide. It is important to keep in view the distinction between voluntary settlements and conveyances upon trust to pay creditors, for they run so much into each other that it is hard, in all cases, to draw the line between them. In the former, 
the relation of trustee and head trust is, but in the latter is not created. Properly speaking, the creditors are not in the position of and are considered as not intended to be Thespicate Trust. So, you know, and this book that I, I don't know if I can upload it because um, uh, basically um, it, the book is called, you can get this in um, uh, Google Books, people. It's called Agency and Trust for Payment of Debt. Okay, and then I'm reading to you from Chapter 1. It says, of instruments in general made for discharging the debts of the makers. Okay? There was something else I had read, too, that I wanted to read to you guys. But um, this is a very good book. You guys would want to um, read this. I mean, even page 1 is really good. Uh, it says here, the instruments which are here... The subject of consideration do not embrace those which are made under or in pursuance of or in connection with the laws of bankruptcy or of insolvency or any arrangement under those laws between debtors and their creditors or of or with any other statute but embrace only those instruments so frequently made by debtors for discharging their debts exclusive of those laws and any other statute by way of mere private arrangement. So here, this book, if you guys want to get it, it's in Google Books and it's free. You you want to see this because it's talking about how people discharge debts privately and um, it, and you as you will see, the same laws do not pertain to those who are under insolvency and bankruptcy. And this country is under what people? Insolvency and bankruptcy. But it says there you can discharge your own debts and you are allowed to make your own private arrangements with any creditor. So, I mean, does anybody have any questions? Southern, do you have any questions? <laughs> yeah, can you can you put a link to that book out there on legal deception? Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to go and get it because um, that book was given to me by someone. Like the book itself, I have the PDF. Somebody sent me the PDF, and I'm reading it, and I'm like, oh, this helps me a lot to understand the difference between equity and you know everything that we're doing here. The people are doing it under the bankruptcy, so. You know, there's like, and it says that there's remedy in the statutes. So if you look in there really carefully, there is remedy. And here's another thing, too. Um, a lot of people don't realize this. I was reading uh, a paper. You know how when they intercept your money, the government? They send you a letter, and if they haven't sent you one, you need to send them a letter and find out where to send it to and tell them that they just began garnishing your taxes or whatever the case may be. But there's remedy. And don't believe that there's no remedy. Because when you look, um, there was somebody else that had a different issue. They owe lots of money in back pay to Social Security. So I know there's a remedy for that. There's a waiver. 
And I was like, um, can I get a, a waiver form so the individual can fill that out and turn it into you? They were like, no, you're beyond the due date for a waiver. I said, well, you never sent one, and you never offered a waiver. You just want us to look at the letter every month that's sent out, and it says you owe so many dollars and that you want them to pay it. But I know there's a waiver. Oh, no, there's no waiver for that. You're too late. So you know what I did? I went with the individual to the Social Security office, and I spoke to someone really nice, and I said, I need a waiver. And they pulled out a six-page form. You just fill it out in various parts, and it says, have you ever requested a waiver before? No. There's remedy. And there's also special. Listen, I ran into a special Social Security individual who works at the Treasury. And in one case, it's like they're garnishing the wages and, and their monthly check, and they leave barely enough to survive on. And they told me that they were a special uh, agent that works with the Treasury. And they, what do they do? They um, help reduce that to down maybe $10 a month or maybe nothing, depending on your, your financial statements. And if you can't afford it, you know, you can fill out this form and um, it's, it's a financial statement and you put it through to the um, Treasury uh, and and they have to fix it. And there's other there's a lot of remedies out there, but you have to look for like when you have a problem with an agency, try to see if there's any forms that give you relief and remedy. Because the courts can't grant you relief there because they already have their own remedies put in place for people who they can't afford it or you know they're taking care of their families and they can't you know, put out those extra dollars and stuff. Um, but you, you'd be surprised at how much remedies are out there. I was reading this one form, and it says, if you disagree with what, you know, what they did, please give it to us in writing. You know, and they give you like 30 days to respond and why you feel like you, they shouldn't have taken your, your money or whatever. And you tell them because no one's ever called you saying you owed a debt. Because what I'm seeing this U.S. Department of Education doing is they don't contact you at all. They just let you go into default. And then they come after you. <laughs> so are you on here yet, Roger? I'm just waiting for Roger to get on here because he said he had a question. And I'm trying to see... Um, <laughs> Okay. So basically, um, yeah, I was waiting for Roger to come on here. I don't know, but uh, if if anybody has any questions for me or anything, you you can do it now or forever hold your peace. <laughs> <laughs> I have somebody over here screaming like, "Hurry up!" <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess a lot of people now. I don't know how many of you were struck struck with a penny a minute for the phone call. <clears throat> so they're doing a lot now to stop the call. So. Yeah, I can believe. Yeah. What is Clay? What is what is Clay Select? 
What was that? What is called you collect? I need to start calling from the computer because this call, I don't know, the other day it said it was on for 12 hours, so. I'm going to try to get you guys this book because it says of instruments in general made for discharging the depths of the maker. Then it says the kinds of instrument, the kinds of instruments to be considered, extent of the power of disposition of depters. So even the depters have power. Distinction between voluntary settlements and instruments for the payment of depths. Voluntary conveyances of settlements, voluntary conveyances and trust to pay creditors, um, resolve of just the make authority. Them, why not just make them your your? Why not just appoint the uh, your your quote unquote creditors? Why not just appoint them as your uh, withholding agent? Because we would have wouldn't we have to prove that they're the withholding agent? Are they the ones sending you a bill? Under 8-501, are you not the entitlement holder of the security entitlement that's registered in your name? Under UCC 8-501? I don't know about UCC. Yeah, I don't know too much. Um, you know people have been looking for you, asking you about how to get rid of those um, warrants. You show up. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I know. You show up. Well, here's the thing. I think somebody out of, um, I don't know, somebody texted me the other day. So you want them to show up, and what happens? They get arrested? Did you get arrested? No. Well, I did. Check this out. You know how, you know the courts say that when you come there, they have in personam jurisdiction over you. I'm just here. I, I, they have to prove that. I'm just. I'm just here to. I'm just here to inspect the warrant for negotiation. The capious, not an arrest warrant. There's a difference between a capious warrant and an arrest warrant. A capious is commercial. Okay. okay. There's just there's just so, an outstanding bond up there. They're looking for a surety. Okay, great. I'm the surety. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Bring forth all bonds for my endorsement. So I can authorize lease funds to satisfy the obligation for the court. You don't have that. You got a cash bond I can sign. I'll give you a cash bond. Deal. Say it, wait a minute, say it slowly so that people can understand what you just said. My name is John Doe. I am the surety for John Doe. I'm here to have presented to me all bonds for endorsement so I can sign it for the release of all three. So I can, I said so much. Hold on. What do I say? <laughs> I'm here to. <laughs> Bring forth yeah, all bonds for my bring forth there. bring forth all bonds for my endorsement so I can authorize the release of funds to satisfy the obligations for the court. Is this not is this not a tax is this not a taxable duty? Is is it not my intent or your intent to be, to remain in voluntary compliance with the IRS? This is a taxable mm-hmm. event, young lady. I need, I, I'm okay. here to perform a taxable termination. I'm here to perform a taxable termination. Since you're the transferee, I'm the transferer. I'm making you liable for the tax. You got your W-9? I need your W-9. Why do you need my W-9? Because you're, you're the withholding agent. You're the one billing me. You're the one coming back to me. You're the one trying to contract with me. You're holding my credit. Otherwise, I would just give you something out of my pocket. Here, here's a napkin. I promise to pay. 
Okay, great. Yeah, you I'll want, gladly you want, you pay eight. You want to you you take that? I'm not messing your mouth. You think, and you're withholding Listen, my credit. I shall gladly pay you Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, oh but my you God. do that. Remember the guy from Popeye? Popeye? <laughs> yeah. Then you'd you be like Abbott Costello. So who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Yeah, well, <laughs> how about there's um, a book, somebody and there's asking a book I'm gonna, to do that for somebody else? There's a book else. I'm going to give you. Okay. Huh? It's uh, Somebody asking to, to do it. that for somebody else. Yeah. Did I not do it for you? Yeah, you did. Well, 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 well that was an advantage. She don't speak a good English. She's, she's Spanish. She don't speak good English. I'm just here to, to negotiate terms. <laughs> Hey, and that works like a charm, doesn't it? Yeah. There's a book I'm reading, though. It's uh, by Gibson. It actually shows mm-hmm. you. It's got templates, full. It's got full templates of how to write a, uh, how to write a bill. Read a, oh, a really? Of error, a bill of appeal, a prosecution's bond. A what's, the, what's the book called? Um, it's by Gibson. Uh, uh, it's, uh, Susan, equity it's not Susan's equity jurisprudence. No, no, no. It's equity jurisprudence, uh, pleadings, citations, bills, things like that. Oh, good. Seconds. Send me a what? copy of that. I'm working on um, whatever you're doing. Stop. I'm reading um, yeah. the, uh, writing a bill in chancery. <laughs> Let me tell you that that book. Well, if you, if, you, if, you're, gonna, if you're gonna there, do a bill. If you're going to do a bill in chance, I would do a uh, bill uh, rid of livery. Everything's a livery. They're holding your stuff, the trust. Okay, okay. So just do a rid of, just do a rid of livery. Okay. Here, I'll, I'll give you my signature given for a patent right for the 33 Access Security Exchange Commission, and uh, mm-hmm. you bring forth the bond I'll endorse for you. Wow. Because you have to, because under, under the 33 Act, <clears throat> and this goes for all Commonwealth, and since the United States wait, say that again. England, it, under the what? The thirty-three 30, Act. Under under thirty-three Act. Okay. The Act of thirty-three, the Security Exchange Act, whatever it's called. Oh, security. Okay. Yeah, the Act, the, the thirty-three Act, uh, or the, what is it? The nineteen 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 Act amended, whatever it is, the thirty-three Act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the Commonwealth, which is the United States is the Commonwealth of, of England, in Commonwealth, okay. all signatures must be given for a patent right for negotiation of contracts or for negotiation of an instrument. Okay. You have to give it for a patent right. Why? Because all laws are copyrighted. You want to yeah, give Yeah, you, you know what? Gonna... When I both said that, I've said it myself. Um, you know, Southern was saying to me, yeah, you know what? Nobody can practice law in the courtroom because all the laws are copyrighted. But he doesn't well, that, well, remember. That's just, well, that's just, that is that's our remedy. Well, yeah, listen to this. That is your remedy. Yeah. You know why? Because you're not there to practice law because, you're, you know, you're just speaking in plain English and you're not, I'm not here to, to I'm not here to law. practice law. I'm here to right. practice, just, do it, just do what Christ did. I'm here to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. Equity can survive on the body. He, listen, they try to scare people. Like I was telling you guys in one of my other calls, that guy came out with that 2,000-page family court book saying, in the state of Texas, you got to have a license to practice law. I said, so why are you showing me your book for? I don't need your book. That's copyrighted material. When I talk to the judge, I'm going to speak to them in plain English. I can't use that. 
<laughs> he was so mad. Well, just contact, uh, do do what uh, I did. I contacted Reuters. Hey, man, I, I saw that copyright symbol on the bottom of your paperwork. I need permission to use that yeah. law. Oh, I'll give you, I've got it. I have one guy there, Listen, that. this, you know, oh, my God, there, on this paper, you're not going to believe it says something about, oh, we can do this under the federal law or um, it said, um, based on the policies of the agency, right? Well, no wonder. I've been telling people this since the beginning of time. That is what they're using against you, the policy and procedures of their agency. And that doesn't pertain to you. They're telling you we can do this to you, we can do that. No, you can't because I never gave you permission to do anything. I don't even authorize you to uh, do it. If well, I give you authorization, that's a different story. You got people arguing the common law. You want you want to be hurting common law. Uh, what common? See the other thing. What what common law? Let me give you an example of common law. Yeah. Just to clarify this, you got two dentists, right? And they're in court for whatever reason. One did this again. You know, there there was one case in particular that I'm talking about, and I don't remember the citation. Yeah. One had a non-compete, so the one dentist violated a, a non-compete with another dentist. There was no stat. There was no statute for that controversy to be heard. Mm-hmm. So, the judge went to the American Dental Association manual because that was the common law between the two dentists. Right, right. So, the, so that manual is what the judge went by because there was, no, there was no remedy at law. So, the equity of that case was at the manual. Yeah, okay. and how about this? Like when people go to court, so, you know, like. You need to explain. I don't know if you know this. Okay, go ahead. I'll go ahead. Well, where where people are where 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 people are making a mistake is you've got a common law. The United States recognizes our specific common law, which is the Word of God. Even if you don't believe it, use it. Okay. So the United States, in 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 some year, I think it was in the 80s, the United States Supreme Court said under public law, whatever it was. But the King James Version Bible was the official word of God. Yeah. The United States, they say, the United States has now created a common law between the United States and the people. Stop it. So if 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 they want to argue that the statute doesn't apply to them, and they've exhausted they've exhausted all their administrative remedies, and there's no remedy for them at law, well then the equity is the Bible. That's the common law, not the Constitution. That's a war charter. Yep. So, and besides, and besides that, people in this day and age don't have constitutional rights because everything is a contract. When you sign a contract, that that develops a special. This is a legal, this is a legal term. It creates a special contract which places the Constitution as a as parole evidence. And parole evidence is void. It's unenforceable because the Constitution says that it shall not impede the right to contract without without respect to contract. So unless there's a constitutional violation within the contract saying that, you know, we only we only contract with black people or we only contract with white people, well then that's a that's a constitutional violation. It's discrimination. So then you have constitutional right. You raise a constitutional question under writ under writ of error. But where people are getting a mistake and Gibson says this, you do, say you go to federal court. Okay, the federal court has jurisdiction under twenty eight USC thirteen thirty one. Fantastic. So what? How do you want this case to be heard under this jurisdiction? I'm on the phone. What? I have no idea. 
Where, how do you want this case to be heard? Oh, yeah, I've got, I've got original jurisdiction. I don't need to be told that. I know this. How do you want this case to be heard under the original jurisdiction? Well, you've got three kinds. You've got exclusive, concurrent, and auxiliary. Auxiliary jurisdictions for writs and pleadings for uh, admissions, uh, interrogatories, production, things like that. That's auxiliary jurisdiction. You have concurrent jurisdiction, which is money damages. You know, I, I stepped in your bicycle, now I owe you 10 bucks. Okay, that's, that's money mm-hmm. damages. Exclusive jurisdiction only deals with civil matters where rights were violated by contract. Mm-hmm. So you're not telling the court, yeah, great, the federal court has jurisdiction under Title 28, 1331. Fantastic. All right. Where, how do you want it to be heard? So the failure to state a claim is not the fact that you failed to state premise, argument, or facts. It's the fact that you forgot to tell, you didn't tell the court how you want your argument to be, what, how do you want, okay, so I submit, a, I submit a pleading or a complaint. How do I want this complaint to be heard? Well, if it's for, if it's for production of documentation, well, Your Honor, I want this to be heard. The court, the court, the jurisdiction is conferred under, I'll, I'll just write it up for you. So you've got jurisdiction and venue on your document. Mm-hmm. Jurisdiction, is conferred, jurisdiction is conferred under 28 U.S.C. 1330, Section 1331. Under, <clears throat> excuse me, under, under the concurrent jurisdiction, within the exclusive. Don't say equity. Just within the, within the exclusive. In the exclusive. That's how, and here's another with, thing. Why do they call under, it concurrent? Under, well, I don't know why they call it concurrent. But concurrent jurisdiction deals with, with money damages. Now, if you want to put in a motion for, uh, you know, a motion for interrogatories, okay, great. Court, the jurisdiction is conferred under 28 U.S.C. 1331, under the under under the auxiliary jurisdiction within the within the within the exclusive. Okay, great. Now you've told the court how you want it to be heard, and it says, and Gibson says, under the right jurisdiction, no bill shall be defeated at law. No, I'm sorry. No suit. No suit shall be your. No suit shall be defeated at law. Right. Once you introduce your pleading or your bill, mm-hmm. yeah. Then it can't. If you come under the correct jurisdiction, they can't do anything in the bill because they don't have an. Because everything that they have is a bill of attainer. It's like a driver's license. That's a bill of attainer. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a state ID is a bill of attainer. Passport's a bill of attainer. They, mm-hmm. Okay, great. You got a mortgage. You got to do the trust. That do the trust becomes a bill of attainer. Okay, it's unenforceable because it, because once because the IRS says under, under Title Twenty Six, I think it's Twenty Seven O Three. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on this. Just look it up. Taxable termination. Once they endorse that note and they make a deposit of that onto onto their onto their assets, because what is debt? That's an asset. Once they mm-hmm. once they make that deposit, that note becomes uh, parole evidence because there was a taxable termination done and here's how, mm-hmm. I can, here's how I can prove I can prove that just by common sense if I take a check and I go to the bank and I cash it can I cash it again can I negotiate it again no I cannot Therefore, that che- there, there right. was a taxable termination done on the check through the right. negotiation of the of the exchange I got my equal okay. value I got 10 bucks I got 10 bucks in cash or whatever a money order whatever I wanted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's contract. Do you right. want constitutional rights? If you want, if you want to access constitutional rights within an agency, just don't contract with that agency. And if they if they promulgate you or if they if they uh, cause a harm against you, then you've got a constitutional then you've got constitutional rights. 
I'm sorry, I didn't, do, you have a, do you have a contract? Do I have a contract with you? No. But then why are you harassing me? Yeah, it's why exactly true. Why, like, it's, it's, it's an oppression because here's the thing. And, and all these people that do these, their administrative procedures, well, they didn't respond. Well, we didn't have to respond. Uh, yeah, you did. Well, we don't have a contract yeah. with you. Well, you're claiming, well, hold on. You sent me a bill, and I asked you a question, and you're just going to ignore me? Well, okay, that's a 1346 violation under Title 18. You did, that's, that's a scheme artifice to the fraud. You failed to, honor, you failed to give me honest goods and services. If a court denies you access or if a court denies this or a court denies that, well, then the judge, not the court, the judge has denied you access to uh, uh, the court or whatever and has is, is, uh, violated your rights to honest goods and services by the court. Because why? Because the, the Constitution says we have the right to we have the right to bring a grievance or, a grievance redress. Right. Wow. Of course. Well, of course. Well, hold on, hold on. Well, in 1925, under, under Coolidge, they got rid of that. When the when Congress declared that the Supreme Court would no longer hear cases, it'll just be a declaratory a um, a um, declaratory body or something. I forget what it says. The Supreme what, Court doesn't have to take judgment? cases. They, they, well, it's a they're a declaratory body. I, I, I want I want to say declaratory body, but I'm probably wrong. Um, okay. But the Supreme Court of the United States can pick and choose its its cases it takes. Back way yeah, then, it, it didn't does. have a choice. It just took the cases. So by 1925, when it's called the it's called the United States Supreme Law, the United States Supreme Statute, I think it was called. It says that um, yeah, that Supreme Court, the Congress declared Supreme Court can choose its cases. Why? Yeah, well. Well, there's a reason why. Because the Congress declared that the, that the Supreme Court should not have a delegation of authority to impede or trespass on a contract, which gave That's rise true. to what? What did it give rise to? Um, Arbitration. I don't know. I was going to say, I guess that's why all the state people come out suing the people and robbing them 24-7. But um, listen, I'm reading. Um, listen to this. But I, I think, but I think that book. I, I, I sent that book out. I, I, had a, I had a girlfriend of mine actually give it to me as mm-hmm. a gift. She took the PDF. And broke it down into two books. I actually have two books, two softbound mm-hmm. books. Um, and I'll send okay. you some scans if you want it. Some cool stuff in there. Well, I'm reading right now. Um, I'm reading two things, which is the Chancery, and I'm reading um, this book. I, I like. I think. Let me see if this is the same book. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, the American Citizenship. We, it's talking about. But in here on page 232. It says Columbia Law Review, and they're talking about what is a citizen and what is um, an American, which is really weird because um, they're called American citizens. Like, now they're called U.S. citizens. And whenever I say U.S. citizen, when I'm talking to these senators, you know they cringe, okay? They just cringe when you say the word U.S. citizen, you know, because... I guess you're supposed to tell them that you're an American. And people, you know, keep checking off U.S. citizen. You know you can check off a box called other. You don't have to. See, when they put that stuff on their paperwork, that is, these are merely suggestions. You do not have to choose anything that is pre-put into a box. Anyways, it's there to trick you because everybody checks off U.S. citizen. 
So then later on you come in and you say, oh, I'm not a U.S. citizen, I'm an American, or whatever you want to say you are. But you, you, your identification or whatever you're using, you checked off that you're a U.S. citizen. You'll the have SPC, to correct that. The SPC failed on most, I would say, 99% of people's Social Security accounts. Most mm-hmm. of the SPC field says A, to U.S. citizen. Yeah. That's by default. They're also, yeah, here's by what default. I did. Because here's what I did. Mm-hmm. All, I, all I did was, was copy-paste the Pledge of the United States. I mean, ple- yeah. the, pledge of the, state of Tex- the Pledge of the State of Texas. Signed yeah. it. I had a, had a judge. I took the oath from a judge. He signed mm-hmm. it. I filed it. Took that certified copy along with my SS4, uh, SS5 application. I put down the other. Mm-hmm. I put Texan. Yeah. I got a card. Oh, you got a what, ID card? I got a uh, Social Security card. Okay. Because here's what it says. If you read the Social Security application, mm-hmm. it says to establish a Social Security's minor account, the parents mm-hmm. must put their name of social in the application. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not a minor. Okay. Yeah. So I, so I filled it out without putting that information on there. Right. I didn't check U.S. citizen. I just I checked other, and I right. and, and it says it says you must attach a statement. I just I just put the pledge. If any, it, if tells any you, it tells you right to attach a statement, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All this test, is what all I, I mean, was, people. Well, here's my thing. All I did, all I did was copy paste. Read the forms. Yeah, if you read the forms, it, it just says, you, know, you don't have it, to choose U.S. citizens. So it says, it says declaration of affidavit, and then below that I put pledge. I copy okay. paste the state of Texas pledge. I pledge to the one God, indivisible, whatever. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. said it from I, I, I raised I raised my I raised my my my, my right hand. Mm-hmm. I said it from him. He signed it. I recorded it as an oath. Yeah. Uh, and in little well, bitty letters, in little bitty letters down at the bottom, yeah. this oath shall be underwritten by certificate of birth file number da 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 da. Okay. I don't know if it did anything. Well, but it's an oath. I'm just I need, but it's an oath. I need a bond. I need a, I need a bond, right? There you go. Well, you know, the Why social security. You have to, you know, you got to make those changes, like. Um, I was telling, they always say, can I have your mother's maiden name, right? And I'm telling them no, because um, my mother wasn't a she maiden She doesn't have one. Married no, she doesn't have yeah. one. I told, I, told, right. I told the person that. What's your mother's maiden name? She doesn't have one. Well, at least she doesn't right. have one. I said, lady, I'm standing in front of you. My mother's not a virgin. She has no maiden name. I took that from her. <laughs> I took it yeah, from her. Yeah, right? At five o'clock in the morning. Nine, so what do you think about name. that, Southern? She doesn't, she doesn't have one. Right. You know what it says too? I was reading And plus that if you fill out and plus that if you fill if, if a grown person fills out an SS five application, I'm being technical here, but who cares? Five of technicality. Mm-hmm. If you fill out an SS five application, you put your and you put your mother's name down and her social security name mm-hmm. down. Wouldn't that, isn't that considered identity theft? Is it yours? Is that your name? Is that your social? Right. 
So you're gonna compel me you're gonna compel me to commit identity theft on my parents? I don't think so. Listen, they make they compel you to do all kinds when I when I was listening to all the calls this week that I made to these people trying to get information out of them, each one of them you like they're liars. <laughs> my God, they sit on the phone lying to you all day and like I was telling you about the one individual where they were saying, Oh, we don't have any forms. You're gonna to have to pay the bill. I said, why would they pay you a bill? I said, you didn't give them a loan. I said, that SSI is like a welfare check. It's supposed to be available when people are down and out on their luck, they're disabled, they don't have a way to work. And I said, and you're sitting, you're sitting here talking like this is some kind of a bank loan. So, Southern, are you still in there? Yeah. Oh, okay. So what do you think about all this? Hello? Hello? Yeah. So what do you think about all that? Huh. Interesting. I heard Southern say I was correct on something. Southern, what was that correct on? You mentioned that. I want to make sure I'm correct in my my, uh, information. Who, me? I didn't say anything. No, I, I, I said something, and he still agreed with me. Oh. I don't remember what it was. I was make sure. Yes. Yeah. One thing about that Constitution, it is, it's a military construct. Oh, that's, that's right. right. We've been hearing all, listen, I've been telling people since the beginning, I'm talking about the beginning, Southern gave me this book one day about the Constitution, and I was reading it. I was like, what the heck is this? You people are fighting for the Constitution? This Constitution sets up your military government. Southern, didn't you find something the other day that said the same thing? Yeah. I put it out there uh, in the file section. Of legal deception, people. If you want to read it, read it and weep. It, the Constitution was the, was the creating of a military government like what we have now. We're no different than some of these other countries that have all the military in there, and they're dressed in uniforms, and that is your government. Like they wear the, the military uniforms on duty. You Constitution were not at that Constitution had it, and I forget where I read this. But I did read it. But don't take my word for it. Do the research. Constitution mm-hmm. had to be created for George Washington to be appointed president. Right. Well, he would, not have, he would not have been. He would. He would have not. Have, he would not have been able to have been appointed president without the Constitution, because it laid out the powers of the offices. Right. Right. That's true. And you know, anyways, though so he got appointed. Uh, who, well, let me ask you this. If he was appointed, who appointed him? Uh, the voters. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. I was asleep. I was, I was reading the debate on the Constitution. You know the people that voted for the first president, they were the only, the 13 colonies. Um, and those people because um, I have all the news articles that came with the debate, it said that they were coerced 
into voting. They didn't even have enough votes. And so they would threaten. They were going out there threatening the people and telling them that they better, that they better vote for whatever it was that, you know, the Constitution, um, for him to be the president. And um, the newspaper a long time ago, well, they had a, a wonderful um, First Amendment right. They were posting in the news how these people said that men would come to their houses and drag the husbands out and beat them up and tell them, if you don't go and vote, we, oh, no, no, they were coming with a petition. And they had, I don't know if it was for Declaration of Independence or the Constitution, but they were short by, I think, 72,000 people. They only had 23,000 um, signatures, and they still passed it into law, and they didn't even have enough signatures to do it. People were saying that they only signed it because they threatened them and their families. Well, so this- I think... When they, see, the problem was when they when they did the dec- I mean, Articles of Confederation, right? You, what mm-hmm. you had was thirteen colonies, right? But they needed centralized government, right, for the military, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And that's what happened with the. That's why the Constitution was created. I didn't see that from day one. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to. Well, I got constitutional rights. Yeah, well, you know, it's like people, I just want you to know that if you thought that everybody was so thrilled about getting this constitution, surprise, surprise, they were not thrilled, they were threatened to um, have this, all these things that are in place today, um, the way they were... uh, uh, doing this was wrong because um, I'm just saying they were threatening the people just to um, uh, have this government that we have in place today. It's, it's still a military government, you know. I don't think people realize that. Southern will tell you, and people who work in government, they'll tell you too. The states, The, the state started it. All right, before the Constitution was ever ready. So they voted, when when they created their constitutions, mm-hmm. they put the people in there under the military so they could call them up and get them to go to war for them. I'm looking at someone's post that says, might want to avoid using American too. In Black Law Dictionary, 6th edition, the term American, is defined as of, of, or pertaining to the United States. And in Oxford's Dictionary, 1933, the term American means belonging to the United States. Do you belong to America or whatever country you're in? Well, uh, American... You know, believe it or not, it, I was looking at some really, really old dictionary stuff. Um, and I think it's on Wikipedia, too. It says to say you're American is to say that you're British. So um, that would be something to look up because um, they claim that to say that you're American meant that you were British. So 
But um, here's what I was going to read to you uh, from the Columbia Law Review. And I promise you, Roger, I will go uh, next week and we'll get into the Bible stuff. Because, people, I'm not using um, the King James Version of the Bible. Uh, He left out too many good things. I'm using the Geneva Bible, which uh, they put all the footnotes back in so that you can understand what is being said. And um, basically, so far, I can tell you that in Revelation, they're almost to the T talking about how the church restructured itself to be the kind of church that we have today. Because there were so many changes going on in that time. Um, If the book was written for a future time, According to the Geneva Bible, it said this book of Revelation covers the first 1,300 years, and that's as far as it went. So the book of Revelation really isn't about today. It was about um, in their time. Because you know what I was thinking? Okay, why would John of Patmos write this book called Revelation, right? And he said it came from a divine authority. Okay, but here's the problem. For him to do that, that that would make him look like he was a seer or a prophet or something of of black magic because people were so superstitious long ago. I really doubt that he was writing that for today. I really doubt it. And I can tell you that everything is rigged because Donald Trump, his last name used to begin with the letter F, and now it's with a P, and you see his vice president is called Pence, Trumpet, Trump Pence. And, and this is all created by whoever's running and controlling over here. It's all an illusion. And it, I guess it's to make people think like... Um, Oh, we're at rapture or whatever, but uh, maybe somebody evil. And I don't even know if it's Trump himself. I don't see him. I don't know. I've seen some pretty terrible things that the agencies are doing. But uh, Southern, was that you who told me that? I don't know if it was you or someone else. But somebody told me today that I think it was you that President Trump is supposed to sign the executive order to get the student loan forgiveness going. Southern. Say that again. Was that you who told me that the president is signing an executive order to lower down the cost of going to college, um, giving yeah. students debt forgiveness? Was that you who told me that? No, I didn't know. But I do know that's, that. That's been I- around. That works for it. Correct me if I'm wrong, Southern, but I think that's only for if you went to school to be a nurse or a police officer or some kind of some kind of something like that, like a lawyer, nurse, some kind of public face, you get forgiveness. Yeah. But well, check check my sources. I could be wrong, but I think that's what it is. Well, I'm not sure, but they were just saying that the president was going to this president right now was supposed to be signing off on this executive order. So I was, I can't remember who told me today, but somebody did. 
Um, oh, I know who it is. I know who it is who told me. Um, I was going to go look up the executive orders to see what has been, you know, signed off on and um, uh, what is going on in the country right now while he is president. I don't know if it's better or if it's worse, but I can tell you that if you were poor, you're now going to be more than poor. You're going to be like a third world country because he's cutting off everything to everyone. And I think about, you know what, you little bee, you little bug, you know, they're using these birth certificates and trading them off in the stock market and creating hedge funds and all this other garbage. And yet you want to give the people peanuts, crumbs off of your table if you need help. So, uh, part of the problem that they've got is all the money is coming into these states. Mm-hmm. Uh, you remember the question, undistributed child support funds? Mm-hmm. All this money's coming into these states. And uh, right. she will find out when she made a little phone call. Tell me about your little phone call over that. Uh, what about the undistributed child support money? Yeah. That's Who did cool. they make that call to? Florida Child, the Florida Department of Child Support. Oh, Education. yeah, yeah. I called, you know who I called? I called, um, yeah, I called uh, the state here of Texas. You know, and I'm like, here, you know what? I need you to <laughs> speak to the head of the Department of Children and Families. And I'm saying, well, why do you need to be putting these dads on child support? You have all that money in your account, billions, in uncollected, distributed um, child support funds, you have a whole bank roll in there, and you're sitting here telling the moms, listen, moms, you know, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I always, I promise you, I've always said this to the fathers. Be a father to your children. Don't let them take you to court. That is, like, so foolish, and I know it's hard because... When the two adults are bumping heads, they're at war. But if you wait and you let the courts decide, that means you're incompetent. And one of you will be coming out a loser in this matter. you you got a problem there. Um, I knew a guy in Florida, and this is, you can check this out. You mm-hmm. cannot pay child support directly to the mother. They right, consider it's considered that a gift. Mm-hmm. I knew a guy that paid it for 17 and a half years. They arrested yeah. him and threw him in jail for a year. He thought it was a joke at first. He wasn't laughing yeah. when he came out of that jail. Well, Southern, how about if you write, you know, this book that I'm reading, it says you can write your own private contract. And no. it says that the courts will not intervene if you wrote up your own private contract. I know people who have tried that. Well, I I don't see how, because most people, they go to court, they don't have a darn sheet of paper in their hand. I mean, if you show the judge that you and the other individual had a proper contract saying that you're going to give somebody 80 bucks a week or 70, then the judge cannot override that. He can't overrule something that you're governing yourself. Yeah, but there's one catch on that. If mm-hmm. you do that, they lose money. Okay? 
Well, didn't we, yeah. wait a didn't we say that we wanted a limited government? Yeah, well, that's what we said, but that's not yeah. what we got. I'll lay out the process. Now, I agree with Southern, but I'm going to lay out a clean process mm-hmm. for, a, for a, uh, a utopian society. Yeah. Because I have, cause I have one, I, and, and I told you about what I did for my daughter. You can't, you can't even look for a certificate. You have to have a court order to get my certificate, my daughter's certificate. And when you get yeah. the certificate, it doesn't have the birth file number on there. Yeah. It's true, you don't. Which is, so you draft, so you just draft up a private contract. I know there is one. Yeah. There actually there is there's one in the family code of Texas, mm-hmm. um, and that's what and that's what we did. We have we have a private contract. If the court mm-hmm. wants to interfere with that contract, then it's fine. Then um, if it's not, you can you can motion for leave to the federal court. Yeah. Because now it becomes a now it becomes a property right issue under yeah. Texas penal, uh, and it comes a. It becomes a property right issue under Texas Penal Code 32.32. Well, here's another thing too. You're right, and, and, that, and that property right is right. To, that, that property right is your right to contract. Yeah, it's a, this book talks about um, properties and the bankruptcy and how and just you're a, under. Yeah, you're under statutory law because of the bankruptcy. But just, but just, the, but just a, and I try to understand this. The mere fact that you possess a right, I don't care if it's the right to make a left turn. I don't care if it's the right to smoke cigarettes on Thursdays. I don't care if it's the right to, you know, to eat hamburgers mm-hmm. every Tuesday. The mere fact that you possess that right, that mm-hmm. right is property. It, it's a property. It's right. a property right. Exactly. That mere right is a property, and so you can release. You can release all benefits of that right to satisfy an obligation. Well, because it it represents substance. mm -hmm. It's under the uh, there's two there's 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 two types of laws. There's the law of persons, and there's the law of things. Right. And And where what do they they classify as things? Rights. Duties. Right, a right is a thing. If if you if if you have a if you have a right to speech, mm-hmm. then I then I have a then I have a duty to protect your speech. All these people and all these people that, for example, she will if you go out and you do a, you do a rally and you're you're saying whatever you're saying, mm-hmm. and then I'm out there, you know, creating chaos or getting in your face and fighting with you, da 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 da. And I'm right. stopping you from expressing your right. I'm engaging in whether I'm engaging in a peaceful colloquy or some, or, you know, just conversation. I'm stopping you. I'm impeding your right. Therefore, I'm failing at my duty, and I'm in breach of duty under the okay. law, under the law of things. Right. Okay. The law. The, the law of persons is, and I could be I could be wrong, but I think the law of persons is I am John Doe. This, this is how this is how you introduce yourself in equity. I am John Doe. Conducting the status or styled condition of John Doe, the borrower, John Doe, driver, John Doe, a married man, John Doe, a single man. I, I am John Doe conducting mm-hmm. the style, a, a style, a, uh, the the style or condi- uh, the um, what is it? Conducting um, uh, a style or uh, I forgot what just said. But yeah. 
a status. God wow. conducting, a, uh, conducting the status or style or mm-hmm. style condition of John Doe the borrower or whatever. Okay. And the, and and all persons owe you a duty to protect your rights mm-hmm. under under the Penal Code 32.32 or mm-hmm. 18 U.S.C. 1346 under the schemes and offices of fraud for honest goods and services. I can't defraud you. Mm-hmm. I owe you. I owe you a honest goods. The court owes you honest right. goods. Yeah. I mean, but what court will admit it? You know. <laughs> well, you know what? Well, you go. Well, you go. Well, you would go to the court. You would go to the court of claims. You would go to the court of claims. Okay. Through the United States on a performance mm-hmm. of one of their contractors, which would be the judge. Right. Okay. Yeah, they, that they would be true. Right. Now you're not suing the United States. You're not suing the United States because the United States damaged you. You're suing the United yeah. States because one of its contractors has damaged yeah. you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like if 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 your kid hit my kid, I'm not gonna go to your kid. I'm gonna go to you. I'm gonna complain well, to you, and then this? you're gonna go. Yeah. So instead of saying uh, one of the people that well, one of the eight, wouldn't we say like one of the agencies contracted to. Uh, with the United States, because I'm looking, at, I'm looking at some of these places, and they're all agencies, and they always say this: "Please hold while we transfer you to the next available agent." Yeah. All right. See, but there's always a special. Let's say, this, for example, Citibank, mm-hmm. Discover Card, okay. AT&T, Verizon. UPS, whatever. I don't care. I don't care the the agency. A special relationship exists mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because under 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 the under the principality of the contract. Okay. That's what it finds as a special relationship. So okay. therefore, if you have no constitutional rights, or you have no uh, if, if you don't have any, any at-law defenses and there is no remedy for you at law, then equity mm-hmm. says, what, what, is, what is the, there's a maxim where, where the at-law ends, equity begins, or, or equi- equity starts at the end, equity starts at the end, at the end or something mm-hmm. like that, I forget mm-hmm. what it says. Right. Um, so you just submit a bill. asked me if you can, um, uh, can you put link for that book with all the templates? I'm on my I'm on my phone. I can send it. I can send it to She Wolf. Yeah, and then I'll just put the link out for everybody on the on the post. They have listen. These books they have excellent um, templates in them. And um, uh, this other book that I gave you, you're gonna like it because it talks about when you're under bankruptcy. Yeah, uh, it works like this. If you write your own private agreements and laws. Well then, um, you have you know we we will not uh, overstep our boundaries. They don't even want to listen to your case in court uh, because uh, you wrote your own contract. Would you, so well, you, would you, wanted, you? What you could tell the court is this: I'm sorry, Your Honor. Are you are you are you are you acting with respect to my contract or without respect to my contract? I have your oath of office okay. right here. I like I like for you to stay on the record. Are you acting with respects to my contract or without respect to my contract? Mm-hmm. I now mm-hmm. raise a const- I now raise a constitutional question for federal appeal because now that it becomes a property right issue under Texas Penal Code 32.32, now I have the right to transfer this case to a federal court. 
Okay. Are you going to act right? Are you going to act right? Or are you going to just, are you going to sit there and just talk out your butthole? And the federal court, I mean, we're talking about the federal court. When I say federal court, right? When I say federal court, I'm talking about federal court of claims because you have to, you have to emotionally leave a court to make the United States a third party and get a federal court of claims to sue the United States. So when okay. I say federal court, I'm talking about the federal court of claims. So that's, okay. the court that, that's the court that was established by Abraham Lincoln to go to when one of the officers or one of the military officers or military occupation uh, harms the, the um, people. Yeah. So you say, ask them, Your Honor, there's a contract here. You don't have jurisdiction. Are you acting with respect to my contract or without respect to my contract? Okay. Don't and don't let and don't let him skirt. Yeah, that's you, true. You owe me honest good. You owe me honest goods and services. Oh, but listen to this. Again. The best and way, the best way to get the well, judge. Well, hold on. I'm gonna ask you again. If you don't answer me, then I'm gonna I'm gonna consider the trespass on contracts. Right. It's a tortious interference with a contractual obligation that I have with this person. Go ahead. Oh, that's you know that's a good one too. You know, um, I wanted to will. read something to you guys. Yeah. I like this guy. <laughs> what? I like this guy. He thinks like me. Well, that's Gonzo. Oh hell, hello Gonzo. <laughs> What's going on, sir? You hey, you didn't recognize his voice? No, I did. Speed of my voice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what I wanted to read to the people is, um, it's from the, well, again, it's called uh, that book that I told you about um, that somebody already posted on the, on the wall over there in the chat room. It's called American Citizenship, Part One. And it says definition, definitional. A state justice has already said, the definition of citizen in the federal con- constitution being, I think, so simple and easily understood and the options of the federal Supreme Court of the federal State Department under international law and of text, text writers being so numerous and labored and to me confusing, I hesitate to express an opinion at this time as to what constitution what constitutes citizenship. So it's saying that the subject presents its difficulties must be admitted. But it is hoped that it is not too late to draw from our constitution and the authoritative judicial interpretations of it, at least. Uh, Consistent definitions and principles and to dispel some of that confusion in regard to citizenship and alienage, which every public lawyer meets and dreads. Modern systems of public law recognize four concepts which it is necessary for this purpose to define briefly. These are nationality, alienage, subjection, and citizenship. Nationality is the characteristic or status of a person by virtue of which he belongs to a particular state. As a synonym for nationality, 
litate. Many German writers prefer, you know, their their wording of it, which accurately embodies the above definition. The opposite of nationality is alienage. A prop, somebody has, Gonzo, I think that's your phone. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it was your phone. There's some kind of loud noise. Okay. A proposition that completely defines alienage. Restated. Alienage is the characteristic of not belonging to the state from the standpoint of which the person is being regarded. Okay, you got to block it again because I can hear that sound, Donzo. Okay, thanks. I, I was on mute. Yeah, I was on mute. Oh, it it wasn't you? No. Okay, well, somebody has this loud noise, and I don't know who it is. Um, the opposite of nationality is alienage, a proposition that completely defines alienage. Restated, alienage is the characteristic of not belonging to the state from the standpoint of which the person is being regarded. Alienage is a negative, nationality a positive. So if you have some type of, um, you're being classified as an alien, that's a, that is a negative. And, and if you declare, let's see, you have to have a nationality. Nationality is a positive. So um, let me see, where was I at? Uh, uh, you do what I did for that. You do what I did for your uh, for your daughter's coworker. Texas Constitution says if you migrate here and you're here and you work and you play and you live for six months, you can mm-hmm. be a state citizen. Let's throw him in. That was ICE yeah. in the courtroom. The, when I went with your daughter, ICE that just told ICE to leave. Yeah. Have a good day. Have a good day. You know what? If people only knew, this is the God's honest truth. If people only figured this out, that the agency does not have jurisdiction over you. Like, let me, let me just put it to you this way. You will know by the way they speak to you as well. Um, wh- what happens is, is um, <coughs> they, they try to, uh, they speak to you like this. Oh, the federal, the, the federal government, the federal law says I can do this. Or how about this one? State versus uh, John Doe. Southern, Southern will tell you, he'll say, like, where's the state at? I don't see anybody in here. It's just if you and a couple of... Uh, is that old, remember the ancient law book I told you about? Mm, I haven't... The one you were going to give me? The one that a friend, a friend of mine gave me from... Uh, okay. It states right in there very clearly, all right, that if it's, mm-hmm. it's bringing the charges against you, you are mm-hmm. in a military court. Civil is mano on mano, okay? For the state Say, say that again. You, it, what is mano on mano? A civil court is one on one. So if the state That's of the federal right. government is bringing the, bringing the charges against you, you're in a military court. And if hey, you, you know read, what else, uh, too? <laughs> if you read the... Um, 
uh, uh, executive board that created the UCMJ in 
the people. Yeah. Let me just put you this way. Let's say you go to court. The biggest mistake you ever make is saying, I've been denied my right to due process. Because well, they will ask. <laughs> if, you go, if you go back in history, all right, this goes all the way back to ancient England, the right to due process right. started under the Ozia paradigm right, that created okay. the, uh, the uh, grand juries. Okay, most right. Sundays don't use grand juries. They use bills of information <laughs> against you. But the second yeah. one was the, uh, Magna, was the Magna Carter. That created the mm-hmm. actual trial by jury which was brought to the United States and still in the, in yeah. the, in the Constitution. Mm-hmm. But they don't use that because the United States Constitution, the Bill of Rights doesn't apply to these states. <clears throat> if you no, want to see something interesting, look up uh, incorporation doctrine. Yeah, that's a wall. very good one. That is a very good one for people to look at. And it's in Wikipedia, people. It's called the incorporation doctrine. Yeah, through the Fourteenth Amendment, they incorporated they're incorporating little by little pieces of the United States Bill of Rights yeah. into the state. Yeah, you got that right. And I'm telling you that that is another one. Me and you went over that one on one call. We were reading to you guys which state. <coughs> Sorry about that. Which state adopted you? I mean, adopted you, <laughs> adopted that law. And um, let me just put it to you this way. And if you go in for a name change, right, and you go in and uh, you get it, uh, that's an adoption. Adoption doesn't mean that you're going to get a baby or anything and take care of it as a foster parent. They adopt the writings of your paperwork into law there and stays in that file. Um, That's an adoption. They're like these words that they're using, parent, child, blah, blah, blah. You know what? There's a section in that book that talks about your relationship. And when they're first talking about relationship, they're talking about as a business, as an establishment, or as an individual. You know, it doesn't matter how you want to do your business, but... Um, that's how it works, and it has the labels there, and it says something about um, if you can go back to the original order, uh, you can uh, fight that in your court case, the original order. I couldn't believe it said that because what happened? I got the original order of what was done to me when I was a kid, and if you have something like that in your possession, something, uh, it could be anything, a contract, a family Bible, what, uh, baptismal certificates, when you're doing your name change. And the judge, it's on the paperwork, people. I, I mean, at least in Texas it is. It says, you are not, oh, I, what is your reason for wanting to change your name? You have to check off other and say, because it's assigned to nobody. and it To release to all minor disabilities. Yeah, you have to have it. Uh, tra- uh, when you say name change, right? It does not really mean that you're changing your name. What it means is, and you got to make sure you notice know that you're changing 
you're doing a conveyance here. That's what it is. It's going to be transferred. It's a, it's a reassignment. And then it gets reassigned to you. You do your deed of acknowledgement and acceptance of, of this deed that was given to you. And you get the clerk to give, you know, get notice of the first person you always want to give notice to is the clerk. And some people say, oh, yeah, the, here's another one, Southern, like what you just said a minute ago. I filed all these papers in the court and they threw them out. You're supposed to be negotiating with the clerk, not the judge. The, the clerk is a neutral party and you write the instructions to the clerk. I don't know who's on there. I thought I heard somebody wanted to say something. Yeah, it was me. I was trying to... Well, this is what I did. <clears throat> I wrote the uh, I wrote the state vital records mm -hmm. the letter. Yeah. I said, it is, it is my intent and wish to change my name. So mm -hmm. that any, any and all statuses can be corrected to reflect uh, me, me attaining the age of majority. If there's an objection. Yeah. If there's an objection. Well, no, wait, if, if, instead if you of, uh, you can well, say age wrote, of so capacity. Oh, you can't? Okay, so you know what? Um, you guys got to look up that capacity. I posted it on my on my Facebook wall, but there are so many things in there you guys need to know, like the age of capacity. That's in Wikipedia. It specifically tells you what, ha what you're supposed to be doing if you reach the age of capacity. And uh, nobody reads it. I I'm like, wow, it's right here. It says, they will know that you have reached the age of capacity when you learn how to write your own laws. You have to be able to write your own laws, people. It's never trickled down. <clears throat> Listen, legal deception is ahead by a milestone compared to other people, okay? Other people would get you to file this, file that. File. I'm like, oh, my God, how many things do you need to file? <laughs> You need to do the deed, and it's called a counter deed, and it says, and you do it privately. You can get it notarized, but <clears throat> the reason why it's called a private deed to me is because you're a private citizen. You're not a public citizen. Your paper is public, but you're not public. You can change it into a private deed, and guess what it says? A private deed destroys the public deed. So I think that's a great idea uh, when people get to understanding what, what I'm saying when I, when I do these calls. Um, and like if you guys have questions, right, we're going to start these calls again once a week. Once a week. And the next call is going to be about... Um, Somebody wants me to keep going with the book of Revelation. But Southern, did I not read to you one night about what this evil Catholic Church did to the people? Was they, um, <clears throat> what was it that they did, Southern? You said, yeah, they did, you know, now you see that. Oh, what, listen to what they said um, the Antichrist did or something like that or Satan, or Antichrist. i got to go back and look it up. 
he does he stole your person yep he listen carefully he stole your person and you have to get that back you remember the identity identity theft doc i wrote yeah remember southern that i read that to you and and oh and this is what he did to me it says and he taketh control of your your labor your name your deeds everything it's all for it's all for him and it says also that um that what was the other part oh and he made you into bond servants so we listen to this this is exactly how the proper way to say it we are the servants of the servants which is the government the people that work in providing you services so we are the servant of the servant of god okay that's why that that servant that we're talking about the the one that's above us um then you see what in god we trust so the servants are also bond servants but we're the servants of the servants of god and this geneva bible says that god is really satan so every time they're writing something about god it says that they're really talking about satan in the bible because um the real the real deal the creator of the universe is not down here that's exactly what it says any comments e wolf hi howdy how are you i have a question you're talking about um the clerk of the court and all of that and then it's an adoption when you get to a certain status if you do have your uh, proper name change what type of exemption is there available or what wording would you use that if you want to go into court to get something done where they don't charge you because isn't that a tax when they charge you that's considered a tax right yeah and what was the first tax that they used to do on the people what was that first tax called by the colonists stamp tax it, it was under the yes, stamp, the stamp oh adelium tax yes is that the same thing cousin as the stamp tax well the stamp tax was from england the first tax on, on that they had uh was mm-hmm. uh I believe 70, 1790 uh they created a tax on the importation of slaves uh, yeah. it was called the ad valerian tax that's why if you okay. look up especially florida uh yeah about other states now but florida mm-hmm. child support is under the department of revenue people and that's yeah. an ad valerian property tax agency it sure is and we and guess what i threw it right in that lady's face i said did you know it yeah remember southern <laughs> um i had a trick i had to make a do a little pull a, a rabbit out of my hat i had to I was trying to get someone from the top to answer the phone so i told them that governor chris told me that he's very good friends with the general counsel and, the, and that he wants me to have her call me right back she did <laughs> 
And she said, oh, um, how do you know Governor Chris? I said, I've been to his office like many times. She goes, okay. <laughs> I told her Southern knows this. Well, you yeah. fall under the Ad Valerian Tax Agency. And why do you have millions and millions and millions of undistributed funds? Southern, you remember what she told me, right? Yeah. Because we she, can't, she said we can't locate the people. And because we can't <laughs> locate them, they cannot be paid. Let me tell you something. They're holding so much money that belongs to you, it's not even funny. And the reason why is because they say they can't find you. So, oh, so the, whoever is asking me the question about, you got your name changed in a decree. <coughs> right. You're supposed to, when you're going to try to file a case, right? You now Pardon can me, I didn't hear own, you. Yeah, you can, now you can write your own laws and stuff on, on your court case, right? Well, it's double so, taxation. Well, yeah, which, I'm going to tell you even if the docket says it's closed, it's still open on the private side? Oh, you know what? You can open up that baby, I don't know how many times. I was talking to, um, in the state of Indiana. Only if there's, only if there's new evidence to support a, re, a hearing. You can, you can do that. But to answer, okay, to answer so the lady's question. Well, well Southern, wouldn't it be, I mean, Gonzo, wouldn't it well, be on. new evidence? You're coming in now well, with a different do, name? No, if you had a, if you had a new name, um, name change. It's change of assignment. Well, then you, then you would just come in as a surety to settle the matter. I'm here to pay. The, I'm, this this case is this case is uh, has been closed, but I believe that, I believe it to be still open on, on the private side. I'm here to pay the excise tax to to close the oh. case to discharge the case. Are you talking about a mortgage? Any case. Okay. It's, a, it's, a, it's the excise. Here's the thing: if you, if you got a mortgage, yeah, and you got it says and you get foreclosed, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna answer this. I'm gonna answer this lady's question directly when I when I finish yeah. this. You go you go to a tax assessor. I've got a deed mm -hmm. of trust here. It's registered in my name, mm -hmm. right? It's registered in your name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm here to I am here to pay the excise tax on the ten dollars. To satisfy the obligation. Because it says $10 is other good and valuable consideration. What was the other good and valuable consideration given to you at closing? It was, uh, the, it was the address. It, no, it was the address. The okay. 901 address. 123 one, Cherry Tree Lane is considered an improvement upon the legal description. And it goes back to, it goes back to uh, the, um, the old mom, the, the homestead, the, old, the mom and pop stores. Yeah, the business on the bottom, they live at the top. Mm -hmm. Well, they're mm -hmm. not going to be taxed on, on, on all the property. So they established a commercial address to use for the business, and you still had your private address for the home. Mm -hmm. So in the Homestead Act, you have that, you have that, that right. But since there's not going to be any trade or business conducted in any room of that house, mm -hmm. you say, listen, this entire property is homestead. I don't want the homestead exemption. Mm-hmm. I'm here to pay the I'm here to pay the excise tax on ten dollars, and by the way, I want to. Quit I tried to do that too. Ad, I, you quit you you quit claiming the address back to the municipality because I contacted okay. the post office, 
Mm-hmm. Who owns this address? The municipality owns the address. Okay. Through an e through an easement. So you just revoke the easement. Oh, so they the answer, own the address. The, the city of owns the address. Wow. Okay. But here's the thing: you took a homestead exemption, so they are assuming. Yeah. And that, I want the homestead exemption. They're thinking it's an exemption. No, no, no. I want the complete homestead. There's not going to be any trade or business done on this property at all. I don't want well, the Well, that's very good. You know what? Right? So you go, so I you was go to reading. I, <laughs> yeah. I want to be, it is my intent to be in voluntary compliance with the IRS. Therefore, I'm here to satisfy the excise tax on the $10 of this deed mm-hmm. of trust. What is okay. the excise tax on $10? Well, you bring a witness. Um, that's what I tried to do with my birth certificate, and I went to the city by well, start. Class, right? Right. And I told them, I'm here to pay the $10 excise tax fee. Importation and, tax on the birth certificate. It's an importation well, tax on the birth certificate. And you pay that, you pay mm-hmm. that through the post office. Through the post office? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Well, let me tell you why. Mm-hmm. Because, the because the postal court, the, po- the, the, the postal court, mm-hmm. is in yeah. Virginia. What's okay. also in Virginia? Southern mentioned it earlier. What the Supreme Court? No, in Virginia is where they brought in the slaves. Oh, okay, okay, <laughs> okay. So, they, and, so you and, have and to you pay, do it you, in Virginia. You, 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 have pay, you have to pay the importation tax on the person. Otherwise, okay. they're just a foreigner. But anyway, so to answer, to answer this lady's question directly, mm-hmm. and I've done this, I've got evidence that I've done this. She will have seen mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. I did my name change. I submitted this form, mm-hmm. and on my receipt it says payor. It says Social Security Administration. Yeah. I did. I did an SSA four four five. A what? Sam Sam Al Sam Sam Alpha four four five. I told the clerk, 14th Amendment says, you are required to get paper services. And if you give me, and I told him, if you give me honest goods and services, I shall pay you. Here, take this form, fill it out, make sure I'm the beneficiary, go and collect your money. Mm-hmm. They did it. Well, that's what you told her? That's what I told her. And they did all the, it. And on the, and on the receipt, it says payor, Social Security Administration. So, you could, yeah, because you're going into your... Otherwise... Office. Other, other, well, no. Otherwise, it's considered double taxation because the court already receives funds, already receives funding. Okay. So what? Right. They, they, what? What? What do they need? What? They need money for staples. That's what they get funding for. They get federal. They get federal grant money. Yeah, grants. That's what. Yeah. Okay. So it's double taxation. Ask the court for W nine. You I know what? Yeah, I did. I did ask for W nine. They got scared. Before, huh? Before I before I pay before I pay you on before I pay you for the honest goods and services of this administration, I need your W nine because I'm creating a taxable event, and I must yeah. report because I wish to remain in voluntary compliance with the IRS. I must make report of where mm-hmm. my money goes, and you are the and you are the recipient of my money, and I do not wish to be taxed on this money. I need your W yeah. nine. Yeah. Hey, I asked for that W nine. You should have seen it. That prosecutor called me. I got, I got it. No, no, no. I know what a W nine is because I used to work with him. So Gonzo, the county. Mm Mhm. 
So that would work. So say when, you know, after you get your decree and all of that, you might need a certified copy or exemplified copy or something, and they want to tax you on that. So you're saying that basically I could ask for a W-9 from them and say um, this is a taxable event. And pretty much they'll say, well, and then just hand you the paperwork or what? Well, if you, well, you got to give give them the form. I need your W-9. Why you know W-9? We, we can't give it to you. You can't. Well, I, it's my intent to be volunteer compliance with the IRS. And always always have a witness. Always have a, It's always good to have a, a couple of notaries with you if you, if you can, yeah. if, it's, if it's possible. Well, and say, listen, yeah, here's, I have, here's I have made the request. I, I want to remain a voluntary compliance. But if you get a – if you get a name decree, yeah, then you go. Then just go, go to um and the and um, uh, uh, what's that town? Uh, Buddymon found it yeah. in Harris County. Uh, yeah. where you go and you close up the money. You go and you have the right to attend the hearing. Okay. The the, uh, the you ask for the accounting of the there's there's I have to get it and I'll send it to. To she wolf, there's DC's got a package, and funny enough, in the, in the package, the name change is also there. But DC has a package, and Harris County, uh, Houston, Texas has a package. In the in their, if you go to Harris County, they've got uh, forms to fill out to close out the minor the minor account. Oh really? Uh huh. And one of the forms is a uh, uh, a form for the doctor to to deem you competent. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I'll have to get it. So Remind if you me. want, so if you want to close up the minor account, because it's called, because it's called a, your... well, that's one of the forms. But there's also a corporate, yeah. there's also a, a, a document, there's a um, a document mm-hmm. part of this process, and it says it's a court uh, court created trust. Yeah. But and, and I, every and, time and you go back, in there, you make a new trust. And to get every time right, you go get, in, and, but. But if you going back to the SS5 real quickly, and I've done this, by the way, I haven't had to use it, but I have done this. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I did my daughter's SS5 application. Uh, when I filled it out, uh, I put my information only because I don't want to steal the identity of a mother. But my, I, put, I checked unknown, and I put my information on there. It says, what is the legal relationship between you and the person in box one? I put legal guardian. Therefore, I now am the ad litem. I'm now the ad litem. I'm the legal guardian, and I got and I got a and, and I got a social security card as a result of me being the legal guardian. So by me possessing the card, the social security administration recognizes me as a legal guardian. Therefore, I don't need. Therefore, no ad, there's no ad litem. Hey, do me a favor. Because, because, the, because it says the natural parent is not the legal guardian. They say, they say that. It's in black and white. Natural parent is not the, is not the uh, legal, legal guardian. It says in the palms. It's right there in the palms manual. Does it? Uh-huh. Who's the legal, who's the legal guardian? State. Who? The state. <laughs> you, I mean, oh, you're talking about the palms manual, P-O-M-S? Palms. Yeah, POS, yeah. It also says that the person listen, listen to my words. Mm-hmm. The person is the number holder to yep. the social security accounts. That's right. The person is the number holder. 
So, so the person in box one is the number holder. So, what is your relationship to the per, what is your what is your relationship to the number holder? I'm the legal guardian. Okay. That's what you put there. Legal. Oh, you check off other and write legal guardian. Mm-hmm. Well, you know me. I've always been wanting to know what you. I mean, I know you have to check off other because you're not supposed but to check, check but, off but anything check. that's already there. In box, and, and, but here's the thing, though, is they have to make that declaration. Your child has to what? make that declaration. What, that they're the legal um, number holder? No, to, to, be, to be a state citizen. They have to yeah, make I that know. declaration. So, you, so your child, that, that person, mm-hmm. is a U.S. citizen. Mm-hmm. It's okay. If, it, if it's okay if, that child, if the child is a U.S. citizen, it's okay if that person right. is a U.S. citizen. It's okay mm-hmm. because you're establishing a special relationship through the contract of the Social Security Administration to be the legal guardian of that person, unless they unless they want to admit that that they have uh, put your child in involuntary servitude. Yeah. So you. Would, I, I mean, what are you? What are you gonna? What did you say to tell Social Security what? Well, when you fill out the SS five for your child. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. check the box U.S. Check the box U.S. citizen, because that's because that person is a U.S. citizen. Why is that person a U.S. citizen? Because, because it's that on person was cre- no, because that person was created under the laws of the United States through the Social Security Administration Act. So that but is a U.S. person. But they're not talking about you. They're talking about the name on the paper. I'm talking about the person's name on the Social Security card. Yeah, that's what that I'm person, saying too. Associated person, yeah. So I'm since just that saying, person, it's not you. No, well, no, no. Well, I like that. No, no, it's not I you. want you to read, but listen. But I since, want but you since to repeat that again. Since the social, said, since the social security, since the social security, I'll start at the beginning. Since the Social Security Administration Act was created by Congress, mm-hmm. therefore, it is a law right. of the United States. Therefore, that person was created under the laws of the United States. Therefore, that person is a U.S. citizen. Right. What is your relationship to that person? I'm the legal guardian. Now, when you're when the child becomes of age, what is the what is okay? Now you take up the election. Okay, I'm a state citizen. What's the relationship to you and person in box one? I'm the beneficial owner. Okay. There's the there's the election of, of majority. But now, let me ask you: Where would you here, where, where would you answer that question at? Like where you're saying the state. What do you mean? Okay, listen. You said mm-hmm. that you're the legal guardian, right? And mm-hmm. then when you turn 18, uh, right? Yeah. Then what? You know, you're the no, no, no. I uh, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Hold on. When I fill out the Social Security application, when I, when, when I for my daughter, fill out mm-hmm. the Social Security application for my daughter, mm-hmm. I'm filling that out, not her. Exactly. Therefore, therefore, I am establishing a relationship with the with the with social administration, not my daughter. Okay. I mean, they, can, right. they, they can't contract with the minor. They can't contract with the minor. That's right. So I am I am establishing the relationship. So, what is the relationship that I wish to establish with my daughter's person, mm-hmm. legal guardian? Right, and you know what? Now, um, God, why would now, that be since correct? That, now, um, since that person, going back, since that person mm-hmm. 
was created under the laws of the United States, i.e., the Social Security Administration Act, it mm-hmm. is a U.S. citizen. Okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, now, now here's the thing. If, and, I, and, and this, was explaining, this was explained to me by a buddy of mine, and I like it and I understand it, and it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Do you have a driver's license? Driver's license is connected to the social security number, which is connected to the estate. Okay. You didn't say yes or no. You didn't answer the question. You said the driver's license is connected to the social security number, which is connected to the estate. Okay. Do you have you, that security, isn't a you, yes or have, no question. Well, no, you it is. Do you have a driver's license? You have a driver's license? No. Yes. Okay, great. No. Now we're holding you liable. Oh, there's the, there's that volunteer. Volunteer to contract. Yeah, well, right. that's yeah. what yeah. I was okay. telling right. the lady. Now, you should be able to. But here's my thing. You have, you have a social security You have a social security number, right? Uh, so, social number is atta- the social security number is attached to the estate. It's yeah, it is. To the estate. Because you're not so, answering the question, the though. Do you, have, do, you have a social, do you have a social security card? The social security yes. number, do you have a social security number? The social security, number, the social security account is, a, mm-hmm. is, is connected to the estate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, she will. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. We're hitting that two-hour mark. Okay, let me know because then I'll, I have to go. But listen to this. Yeah, the We're person... At- the person is the one that's a U.S. citizen, but you. But you are not. What? You are not. You know, you're, you're no, not. I'm, no. Right. My status, my status is not that of a U.S. citizen. My status is that of a legal guardian. Right. I am John Doe conducting a status or style condition of John Doe, comma, legal guardian. That's yeah. the contract. Okay. Providing necessities and necessaries for John Doe, Thomas, Social Security person, da 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 da. Okay. We're going to have to pick this up next week. Okay, you guys. Um, yeah, we definitely will because I wanted to read some stuff to them that I found in the Chancery uh, booklet. It's really important. Um, you guys, I hope you all um, come back soon. We'll be back on next week uh, so we can continue moving forward. And Gonzo, will you be on next week? Yeah, I, I just happened to see my Facebook, so I said, I'm just going to trespass on this little phone call. <laughs> no, you know it ain't no trespass. I'm glad you called in because yeah. um, I have a sore throat a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll, I'll send you those Google books. Yes, and people... Um, I'm really happy that we're all back together again. You know, let everybody know that we're back and we're, you know, we're still moving forward. And um, uh, it starts off, you know, another thing I wanted to tell that lady that she was questioning about, you know, she has her name changed. You know, you're supposed to put your decree, not, not the original decree, that one you hold, but you're supposed to get a certified copy of your decree from the clerk of the court and put it Exemplified. over your birth certificate. Yeah, you got you to gotta get it and put it on top of your birth certificate. Okay, and now... What the hell is it called? It's called an exemplifier. 
You hear that, people? So, you know, don't walk around with a birth certificate. You have to walk around with your birth certificate, a certified copy that will be stamped by a notary, by a notorious act. Make sure you do your deed of acknowledgement and acceptance of your birth certificate. And you see, because once you do your deed of acknowledgement and acceptance, you're perfecting the bill, you're perfecting the document, and um, that separates you from the document because um, <clears throat> basically, you, you know, everybody keeps making that mistake. Uh, when you ask, when they ask you what your relationship is to this, you'll say, it's me. It's not you. And you have to stop saying that it's you. You'll say that you're the account holder. And I wanted to tell you that I was looking at my friend's uh, U.S. citizenship. You know, his his paper on the U.S. citizenship, it says holder in due course. Holder in due course, where the signature is. And, they, and those who come in from other countries, their certificates are the original that was filled out with wet ink. And the um, <clears throat> immigration uh, keeps uh, only the copies. See, for us, the American people here, they give you a copy, a certified copy, and right. they hold the original. Okay, everybody. Well, you know, I'm, if anybody has any questions, you know, let me know. Um, and I'll do my best to help you. Um, figure this out, but this week I'm working on the Department of Education, uh, different credit bureaus so we can smash them, them and their craziness that they think they can go into your, <laughs> so yeah, they're trying to go into people's social security accounts. Um, no, you're not going to do that. I will find a method to their madness to stop them. So um, what I'm you, hoping What you are guys... you trying to stop? I'm trying to stop them from garnishing Social Security uh, SS, SS, uh, D payments or something like that. Are you talking about, be... uh, well, usually if you press the affidavit identity theft with a UCC 11 and you, and you have the police report and you do a counterclaim, okay. they really can't, they really can't rebut it. Because basically what you're doing is you're becoming a wordsmith. And what you're doing is on the affidavit identity, you're not lying. A base, basically, a cop is covering his ass with paperwork. So it's all through disclosure. So if you create your, your affidavit identity theft, all, you, all mm -hmm. you're really doing is you're putting, you're being a wordsmith. You're being just like an attorney. Just fancy words you're not lying you're you're using words to format yeah. your page so you know you know you know when you write your affidavit right then it's after you would write you know i've ascertained all the facts and evidence and i have yeah. no other reason but to believe that i'm a victim of identity theft now you're not lying mm -hmm. because the way debt is structured it's you're yeah. not a debitor. You're, you're not a debitor of the account anymore. You were mm -hmm. a debitor of the account. You're now a creditor by the, your actions. So yeah, basically, by your deeds. yeah, because basically, you know, 
what's happening with the debt after, you know, after 90 days of non-payment, you know, the shareholders have to get paid. So yeah. how the fuck, how are they reporting, how are they reporting to their shareholders that they're collecting money? They're not. They're okay. not collecting money. So what happens is the IRS writes off. What they'll do is they'll write off the debt and <clears throat> they get a tax write off for 70% of their loss. And okay. the remainder, <laughs> the remainder of that 70%, the 30% is the, the way they calculate their losses to get, get their losses back. What they're doing is <clears throat> they're selling to a debt collector. And then exactly. and the debt collector, and there is no debt, but the debt reinstates it. It's called reinstatement seconds. So basically what the, what the debt collector is doing, it's a business. It's a business. Exactly. So they, need, they need to feed their family. So what they're going to, they're going to do everything that they, they can to trick you through what's called oh, disclosure. Yeah. And they're going to, they're going to, they're going to use disclosures because you can yeah. disclose some, you can make it kosher just by being, just being, just telling it to their face. You know, if you disclose everything, it's okay. Just yeah. like a realtor, if you disclose it, it's okay. Because yeah. you told, you know, you told them. And it's yeah. not your fault that they didn't listen. So the, mm-hmm. the debt collectors, what they're saying to you, they, they're telling it to your face, but you're not understanding what they're saying. So basically what they're saying is, this is an attempt to collect the debt. It doesn't mean that right. the debt's there. The debt's right. not there any longer. They're right. reestablishing that, that debt. It's yeah, a business. that's what they're, they're trying doing. to feed their family. So they're telling it to your face. They're saying, hey, this is an attempt to collect the debt. So if you remain <laughs> silent, if you remain silent, you're going to be stupid. I'm going to take your money. That's basically oh, yeah. what they're doing. That's Listen basically what they're doing. So That's what I, I tell them when they call. I yeah, said, so um, basically, basically yeah. when you write that on your piece of paper, mm-hmm. you know, you're not lying. You're being a wordsmith. You're, you're mm-hmm. you know, there's nothing wrong with it. It's ethical. They do it. Yeah. Why can't we do it? It's like the pot right. calling the kettle. It's like the pot calling the kettle black. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna write your affidavit or anything, don't feel guilty that you're gonna do it. Don't feel like you're, you know, you're gonna have a UCC eleven debitor search showing that you're not a debitor anymore. You're actually getting yeah. a certified copy from the treasury, and the treasury is gonna give you a certified copy that you're paying for that states that you're not a debitor. The state knows that you're not a debitor. They all okay, let know. me ask you, how did you yeah. say, wait a minute, you said what, does, what do the people have to do to make it from debtor to creditor? You're going to do an you're, identity theft, you said? Yeah, you're basically, you're making that identity theft affidavit. Mm-hmm. You just, it, it, don't lie on the affidavit. I'm not asking you to lie on it. Right, just tell right. the truth. Just state the truth. And all you're saying oh. is, you know, I have no other evidence but to believe that I'm a victim of identity theft. And that's what you're okay. doing. You're becoming a wordsmith. And the attorneys are collecting debt through being wordsmiths because you're not understanding what they're saying. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, so true. You know, you know um, hey, listen, I and, even told them myself. 
you know, like when you mm. first call them, you know, what are they telling you? Please enter your social security. I'm like, what? Please enter your social yeah. security number. Why would I give you my social security number? Yeah, you don't. You really don't have to. Like, no. Yeah, you really don't. Yeah, that's and a good that's, one though. You pointed that out. Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. See, I mean, there's other big ones like for student loans and stuff that you can. I can remove student loans. I can pretty much remove anything. You know, yeah. As long as as long as it's written off. Yeah, you can remove you can remove anything, you know. Yeah, I agree with you. You need to come on here and tell us how to do that, or you can (laughs) tell people. Wait a minute, I'm going to be honest here. How much do you charge (laughs) for your service? Uh, It's it's well, in my my neighborhood, I do a lot of politicians. I do police officers. They feel safe to do it because they. They're not going to lose their job doing what I'm doing because they under they they understand they're cover, we're covering their ass with paperwork because they right, do so it at work. If you police do you do this do for this, a living? Do the same thing. Yeah, I do yeah, for I a living. Okay, so how much do you charge for your service? Normally, in my office, normally I charge five thousand for every twenty-five thousand, and I, but I don't expect that from everybody online because a lot of people can't afford. It seems to be a lot of people on Facebook can't really come up with that type Wait, of let money. Let me ask you I this mean, question: What do you mean yeah. for every twenty-five thousand? For every twenty-five thousand, just twenty-five percent of the debt. So whatever the debt is, I charge 25% of whatever the debt is. But you could do it yourself. Okay. I'm, tell, I'm giving you everything. I'm telling you right. how to do it. You just got to do it. Well, how about <laughs> that's this? It. You why don't, don't you come, come on? Right. Why don't you come on to talk shoe next week? Mm. And we can talk about this some more because there's a lot of people right now. They're hurting. You know, And you know why they're hurting. You and I both know. Yeah, of the course. The foreclosure course. crisis, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's it's another. I mean, you could you could use this, mm-hmm. but you gotta you gotta you know it's a it's a it's a fight. I mean, I I don't even oh yeah I know get it. I don't even want to get involved into the emotions of homes, but I can I could you know I could show you this. It's all it, there. It all dovetails together. Like if you use okay. it the right way, you could use it in other means. I mean. Right. <laughs> It just, you know, it's it's the method of what you know, and you just use it as a tool to yeah. move forward. You know. Okay, so will you come on next week, and so we can so we can explain this a little bit more to the people? Yeah, I can I can explain. That's not a problem. Okay, you know, I appreciate it. I know a lot of people that need it. Like I said before, like they had the foreclosure crisis, so people that try to rent. You know their cars mm. like triple. Yeah, no, I know they can't and, rent, and people that right. need insurance, and people mm-hmm. work at insurance agents, people that work as mortgage workers, they can't get. Right. They lose their license just because they're not keeping their credit good. Right, right, so, and so I have that character. Those in, are the people. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. But if you need donations and you have a website. And you want yeah, to no, I, people, I don't ask I don't for donation. I just, I just take a fee and, mm-hmm. you know, I give you a disclosure. You sign the disclo- mm-hmm. disclosure. You say, sign a contract. Right. And, you know, 
you do, you know, whatever you want. I'll tell you how to do it. Okay, well then I want you to come back on. I want Mm -hmm. I want you to come back on, and then I'll have more people on next week. I mean, a lot more. A lot of people didn't know we were doing this call, so Mm -hmm. that we can talk more about this. And um, what is your name? Roger. Roger. Oh wow! It sounds like my friend Roger. Okay, you you know what? (laughs) It, It is not. Yeah, it is. Adina put me on. Roger from Tennessee? <laughs> no, no, no. You think about Roger oh. Rhodes. Right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you Roger, Roger Rhodes? Rhodes? You think it's Roger Rhodes. It's Roger O. Daniel's friend. Oh, you're Roger O. Yeah, 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 yeah. You sound different. I Do I? Yeah, you sound younger than I heard you before on the phone when you talked to me. <laughs> Wow. Oh, I guess you're getting, what is it? You go, you're going backwards in age or something? <laughs> <laughs> you do. You sound younger. I'm like, oh, Thank you. there's another Roger. <laughs> Thank you. Well, yeah. You know what? I, it'd be my pleasure to have you on here. But I want, I'll talk to you because um, I don't really have your number. But I will get with you, I guess, through, um, who was it? Oh, um, Daniel or someone. Yeah, you just asked remember. Daniel. Yeah, and then I can talk to you some more because I okay. didn't. I took some notes down and things, but that way we can help some of these people get back on their feet yeah, while they're I trying mean, to. Yeah. People, you know, people are so scared about doing the process. They're like, "Oh, the police, police." It's their job, yeah. you know. Yeah. And when you when you go do it, they try to. They they're using mens rea and actus rea, so they're basically. They're testing your guilt. They're seeing to see your reactions. And they're going to use it against you. If you yeah. feel guilty, there's no reason for you to feel guilty because you're not a debitor of the account. The only reason exactly. why the only reason why you're a debitor of the account is because they acquiesced you into that position. Okay. <clears throat> they basically defaulted you because you didn't respond. Okay. Because I, wow. you know, I, I would think a lot of people from legal deception know understand contracts. So there's yeah, everything ways, is a contract. Yeah, there's five ways of contract, right? There's I don't know about the five ways, but I, I know that. <laughs> yeah, there's five, there's five basic concepts. It's acceptance, right? Okay, acceptance. There's acceptance. There's conditional acceptance, mm-hmm. right? And then the third one is three days to rescind the right of rescission. So there's okay. refusal. So you can right. refuse a contract within three days. Okay. Okay. And then yeah. number number four would be uh, silence. Okay. You know, if you yeah. remain silent, that's you're going to lose. That's dishonor. You know, okay. number th- three is honor. Number two is, you know, on uh, semi-honor, and first is definitely right. honor. Okay, so okay. then mm-hmm. the last one is, the last one is number five is belligerence, making statements, being like, fuck you, blah, 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 yeah. or, you know, just making comments. Okay. When you, okay. when you do that to a debt collector, <clears throat> it's already marked as guilty. Oh really? Because you're because you're not staying in honor. Yeah, you're not. Staying. It's all about honor and dishonor. 
So well, that's you know, okay. You, that you, sounds I, good. I get rid of I get rid of most of my phone calls, but just being calm and yeah, you know, talking. To I, them, I agree with not, you. Not not being defensive. I'm not because you know it 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 uh, acts out the lever code. So when you okay. when you sit there, you know, if you start getting angry and getting defensive. You lose. You're in dishonor. You know, mm-hmm. we do. We contract every day. You know, somebody hands you, yeah. you purchase a candy bar. You know, that's you're yeah. accepting it. Yeah, you know, we and they give you a, and they give you a receipt. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's offer and acceptance all day. Yeah. And yep, ever since you go to bed, <laughs> instead of judging everybody, what mm-hmm. I did was. I started looking at everything as a contract and it brought a lot of peace into my life because I categorize all in five ways and those five ways. Mm-hmm. Now I don't really care because I know what I, I know that my thought process, how I'm going to think about things. Well, I'm either going to accept it. Yeah. I'm going to either accept it or I'm going to yeah. renegotiate it or I refuse it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to argue with somebody. Because mm-hmm. you know who wins when you argue? Nobody. Right? right. And if right. belligerence, you lose. Yeah. And that's pretty much it, you know? Right. You know what? And you're so you're so right about that because when people get upset, and I tell this to people all the time, if you're going to be upset and you're going to blow your top off when you're trying to get something fixed, don't do it that day. Save it for another day because um, when you start getting rude and nasty with people, they'll hang up on you're you. You're gonna lose. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just another form of guilt. So it's mm-hmm. you know, it's, so, it's, you're in dis, you're in dishonor. So right. You know, you're but that's lose. a great idea. You know, um, y'all. I have to go now because I think I'm on three hours. And remember, okay. I want to do a call every week with you guys so I have to pay per minute. So they're not you know, they're not gonna be friendly about it. But um Roger, I will be mm-hmm. more than happy to have you on because I really haven't had a good chance to know you except for okay. I've seen you on Facebook. But yeah, it'll be a, my pleasure to have you on and Gonzo, you come back too next week. Um I'm I've got some stuff I want to talk about next week that I already have open. I'll highlight it. So with that everybody, I have to bid you farewell and that you all have a wonderful night <clears throat> i have to go because my throat is burning now but um i hope this call has been educational and we only do these calls for entertainment and educational purposes um everything you do here um uh, and everything we say here is based on our opinions only and um i hope you all enjoy your night and until next week Have a good one, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.